do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cube Girls. Boy, howdy, do we have a special episode for you today. Uh, it's been a while since we've had the missus on, wouldn't you say? Yes, it would. As I mentioned in previous episodes, if you are a loyal listener, and I know you are, we watched back-to-back... Wait, let me see if I can do this right. Back to 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 back. That might be one too many or not enough. One not enough. Uh, every single Fast and the Furious movie, all eight of them in the entire franchise up until the point that we record this because they're making more, presumably. In fact, uh, the missus told me uh, we're getting... A uh, spin-off with The Rock, potentially. His character, whatever his name is. I don't know. Uh, so, what we decided to do is... Probably this won't be a... We haven't... <laughs> Behind-the-scenes action. I haven't recorded yet with her. We're going to do it uh, this afternoon. Maybe have a drink or two. Loosen up. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and then uh, we'll record our talk of the movies. And that will be... Uh, the movie segment of this podcast, the one and only movie segment, I can't say it. Potentially there'll be two, a double movie monologue situation, which is not unheard of. Uh, so uh, that's what's going to be happening as soon as uh, you'll hear a sound indicating that we're starting. Okay? Okay. As Buckwheat used to say, okay. Uh, Alright, so I'm going to push a button and uh, then you'll hear the missus and I talking of Fast and Furious movies 1 through 8 starting now. And we're back with the sponsor. The sponsor is Betty White's Nos Infusions. And what are those? Nos infusions are like an energy drink oh. uh, promoted and developed by Betty White herself because as she was getting up there in age, she wanted something uh, to give her some more pep in her step. And uh, that's exactly what Nos infusions gets you. That's the most detailed sponsorship we've ever had. And I came date. up with it in 10 seconds. You mean you called them? And you got them to sponsor. Yeah, that's what I mean. I came up with the idea of getting them to sponsor. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so uh, we got eight movies. So, like, if we spend one minute a movie, even that's fine. We're we're not going to go crazy here. Uh, Movie the first, the fast, and the furious. Five out of five. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do I have open? Uh, Okay, so uh, the missus, a.k.a. you. Me. Give it a five. I gave it a two-ish. Huh. 
So uh, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, what do you love of this movie? And I'll say why I think it's just okay. Okay. Um, Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. Um, the missus loves Paul Walker, no doubt, because I look exactly like him. No doubt. Uh, so that, you can't just give it five for that. You can just look at a picture of him. No, I think it was good because it had, like, a little bit of everything. It had, like, a little bit of a love story. It had, like, a little bit of, um, you know, uh, some mystery because you're trying to find out who's robbing all of these electronic oh, yeah, trucks. Yeah. It's, it was over eight weeks ago that we watched it so it's a little fuzzy in my mind yeah so uh, a little bit of everything you're getting to know who all of the characters are a little bit of their backstory family if you will the family uh and i thought it was just okay because when i want an action movie i want like super super crazy and this was still sort of down to earth and a little boring at parts i found but uh they get better like perhaps in uh too fast, too furious, which I see here we both gave a three and a half. Of. To be honest with you, this one I don't really remember a ton about. Okay, so uh, oh, it's the first one with it's with the what's that guy named Tyrese. Tyrese. It's got Ludacris. Oh, okay, now I remember. Uh, oh, what's oh that yeah, girl? yeah. Um, uh, Eva Mendes. Eva oh, Mendes. Jesus Christ, she's good in this one. Okay, now I now I remember this one. <laughs> Uh, a little more foreign importy cars, I think, judging by this picture. Uh, police, Brian O'Connor. Suki. Luke, oh, yeah. Yeah, Suki, I like her. Relocates to Los Angeles to my, to Miami to start over. Ludacris is good because he's kind of like, uh, like, he's got all his own little things set up there. Like, you could do a spin-off with him, I felt like, and it would have been interesting. With Luda? Yeah. Uh, Lu- uh, Luda and um, Tyrese would be a good spin-off. They're good uh, because they don't get along. And, but uh, they're kind of, like, both, like, goofy, like, always at each other kind of Yeah, thing. yeah. The, and they and as the movies go on, that sort of intensifies, which, uh, which I like. I, I like a little comic relief. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, really not too much to say about Too Fast or Furious, because these, especially with the first ones, I find they sort of meld together in my brain. Yeah, this one, I honestly, like, don't really... Nothing really big stands out in my mind no. about this one. Yeah, that's true. I would I would agree with that. That's probably why we both give it three and a half. Yeah. Enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. Wouldn't watch it again. It's for me. Yeah. Okay, now, this one gets the worst rating, which probably a lot of people who rate all of these movies on the podcast, which is probably a lot of people, right? Yeah, like, I feel like... If it weren't for the last 10 seconds of this movie, there was no need for it. <laughs> uh, the Fast and the Furious, colon... Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. So, uh, it takes nothing of the... You, this could not even be a Fast and the Furious movie, really. Like, other than the last when Vin Diesel shows up. That's what I mean, like yeah, the last 10 seconds. That's no, 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 no reason it, for it. it. It's in the same universe, technically, but... It's in Tokyo. Yeah, it's um, basically this, like, high school kid. Yeah, it's, like, kids. Who got caught racing, I guess, for the millionth time and got sent all over with his dad who lives in Tokyo. And he meets up with all these Tokyo drifters. <laughs> yeah, drifters. So it's, as the title indicates, they drift, which was big when this came out in 2006. They I must imagine. have to replace their e-brakes a lot. Is it always e-brakes? I think it's always e-brakes, the drifting. Oh. Uh. 
I don't know. I've never been uh, drifting. Uh, it's got little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow. Nothing wrong with the Is he just Bow Wow now? I don't think he's even Bow Wow. I think he just goes he's by He's just his... by Bow? Uh, just Wow? I don't know. What's his real name? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, he probably just goes by that now. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the girl in it was a really, really bad actress, if I do recall. Like, she was. hilariously bad. Yeah. The, the love interest. Like, none of them were really good. No, none of them were good. The, the only thing I... Oh, the Asian guy. Yeah, he was good because then he... Yes, the Asian yes, guy yes. who moves on into other movies. You know what? He's probably the best part of the movie, and then that makes sense so that they took him from this and brought him into the other one. Yeah. And I do like Yakuza-type stuff. That's always fun. So the what? Like, uh, Japanese mafia stuff is usually fun. Okay. I don't know. I like that. Okay, now, this I hate the title of this one. Fast and Furious. No, yeah. Just, yeah. No Come the, on. No the. Should be called Fast and Furious. Okay, which, it's the force, which one movie. is this now? Is this the one where they're... Oh, okay, I know. I, uh... Uh, <laughs> okay, let's read it. Uh, when a crime brings them back to the mean streets... Oh, why is it never... Why is it always mean streets? Uh, fugitive, Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel, Brent... To reignite their high octane feud. Uh, however, common enemy rears their head. Work together. This uh, I'm still reading all that. I have no idea what. I don't what really remember this one either. Uh, one thing I do remember of this, and this is a spoiler, but I warned at the beginning. Um, this is the first movie where I thought, and I think I told you this. This is the first movie I thought where Paul Walker died at the end. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, yeah. W- which one did he die at the end? Like, seven? Like three later. Yeah. <laughs> so I, every movie from this until seven, I thought he died at the yeah. end. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck, every time. Uh, okay, what were our ratings? Uh, they were four and four. Oh, so, oh, pretty, so we it, liked it. That's unfortunate that it's pretty good and we don't remember it at <laughs> that's all. That's weird that that happened. Can you click more on there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Two words. Uh, okay. I don't really remember it at all. Okay. So, let's move on. Yeah, I don't really either. Fast Five. We both gave... Uh, I gave a 3.5 and you gave a 3. Is this the one where they were in uh, Cuba? Uh, it looks like they have white shirts on. It looks very hot. Oh, there's those uh, Hispanic guys. Okay. It's... Ever since it was... But, and Mia Toretto broke her brother out of custody. Oh, yeah, that's what happened in the last one. Okay. The, the end scene was he was under arrest, but they broke him out. Well, they um, was on the bus. They traveled to the border, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, this is okay. where it gets really The gas butt- tank, where they're stealing the gas? And where it gets real butt heavy, where there's just mm. butts galore, which, you know, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, assembling a team. Oh, I love assembling a team. Uh, see, a lot of this stuff I probably said because I did do it. Did I tell you that? I talked about all Don... these movies already. Okay, is this the first one with um, The Rock? Yeah, Jane, Dwayne Johnson. Where he, she finds out she's pregnant. Or is that yeah. the next one? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, did I tell you? Like, I, I've done all these movies on the podcast. All right. No, I, I did them by that. myself. You watched them all? No, but, like, I, I talked about them as we watched them. Oh! And then this is going to be the episode after the okay, last one. Okay, I didn't one. know that. Yeah, so. Uh, I feel like I said that, that uh, there was lots of butts in this one, if I do recall. Uh, Fast Five, pretty good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely starting to ramp up, I think, here, in terms of craziness. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious 6, we both gave three and a half to. Okay. Interesting? Yeah, well, give me a little rundown on this one. Okay, 
Uh, okay, so heavier with Dwayne Johnson, and he's got that part number. Who, spoiler? Dies. No, she turns evil. She's a traitor, remember? Who? The, the, his partner in this one? No. That girl right there. She was, like, working for the other side. Oh, right, sorry. I was thinking of, like, his other partner, what they kill her when she's on the plane with the baby. Oh, yeah, that was on the last one. Lots of spoilers in this one, obviously. Uh, so a lot heavier with Dwayne Johnson and, uh his role as Hobbs. And there's lots of, I find like the last like three movies, it's basically like they're trying to get some device back that will basically like destroy, kill the world. Destroy the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which, where do they go from here? And uh, I don't really know why there's all these devices around to kill the whole world. <laughs> yeah, they really should clean those devices up. They really should. Uh, take them down himself. Um, get the crew together. Yeah. I, I like the get, getting the crew together scenes mm-hmm. are usually pretty fun uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in this oh is this where we learn she's not dead I think in this one or is this the one where we learn she's dead no that she's not dead okay I'm pretty sure where they're in like Europe yeah, yeah, yeah. they travel a lot and, and that that's the other sort of theme of these movies now is that they go all over the place all over the globe right. next stop space question mark Okay, this is where we diverged. Uh, I said when I talked of this that you would like them more at the beginning and I would like them more at the end. Mm-hmm. And definitely in this next one, Furious 7, I gave it a 5-2 and you gave it a 3-2. So you don't like the crazy, stupid, ridiculous action as much no, as I do. No, it's too... Um, what, what's that one? Lost Ben... Lost... Go, scroll up. Lost... Keep going. What am I looking for? Lost Ben Dorellos. What's that one? Where? Oh. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got the Gmail. What did I Google? Uh, I think I just Googled Fast and Furious. We, we didn't watch Lost Bender. And we also didn't watch uh, the Turbocharged turbo Prelude. Oh, shit. What are we doing? We call ourselves reviewers of Fast and Furious movies? Uh, okay, so this was the first one with Jason Statham, which is one of the reasons I liked it. And also, didn't this one have, yeah, it did, uh, Kurt Russell, who I love. Yes. So Kurt Russell, in a movie, automatically gets an extra point. So I probably would have been closer to a four, but him in an extra point. Um, is this the one where they drive through the buildings into the other building? That was pretty crazy. Or was that the next one? I think that was the last. No, 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 no. This was this one because that's still when um, Brian Walker was Paul Brian Walker Paul Walker. <laughs> Brian, that's another thing that I always find hilarious. Whenever someone calls the uh, Paul Walker his character's name Brian, it it just doesn't fit. So this is Paul Walker's last one. This okay yeah so let's talk about that how uh, how they sort of handled his death in real life in the movie, uh, very very well. Yeah, basically, like, he had this kid, um, Mia was pregnant with a second baby, and the group was all sitting on a beach watching Mia and, um... Which they Brian, filmed after he had Yeah, died. play with the kid, and then they're all kind of like, we have to kind of, like, leave him out of this now, let him be with his family. So within the universe of this movie, Brian O'Connor still is alive, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, we both cried, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sad, 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 sad. But uh, well done. But I think it's like that much sadder because he like actually died. Yeah. Well, no. Like I don't think it. If he hadn't died in real life, I don't think it would have died at the end. Uh, But uh, very, very good. You you should give it an extra mark for that. Change it to a three to a five for that. Okay. And the last. Well, the last currently 
uh, as they make more, I suppose we'll talk about them. How about yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Fate of the Furious, I gave a five to, and you gave a three and three quarters I to. gave a three and three quarters because this one was just... This one got, like, like it just didn't make any sense at all. Like, it's just, the stuff that happened is just so far from reality. There's a lot of times in these movies where we'll say things make zero sense. Uh, suspending your disbelief in these movies is an act of sheer, interminable f- impossibility. But if you do it, uh, they're fun because they're so dumb. Uh, I... What was the bad girl uh, who played her? Oh, uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. She was real creepy. She was a a real creep. She was a real creep. I really hated her. Uh, And there's like a submarine, a nuclear sub. Nuclear sub. Fire and ice. Lots of fire and ice. Fire and ice. Oh, uh, the the main sort of takeaway is uh, Vin Diesel's character goes to the bad guys. So it's like him versus the team. We find out he has a baby. He's a baby daddy. Baby daddy. Uh, which I thought was a cool idea. Like, he's such a badass that it takes the whole team to even come close to uh, stopping him, including Jason Statham joining mm-hmm. the good guys. Him fighting with the baby, you had to like that, that part. That was so good. That was a cool part. He didn't fight a baby, we should say. Cause he didn't fight a baby. He was fighting while holding a baby in a car while. seat. The baby yeah. had earphones on listening to some sort of, sort of chipmunk song. Music. Chipmunk's uh, music, yeah. Just re... Ridiculous. That baby was cute, though. The baby was adorable. Uh, and he did kind of look like Vin Diesel, too. Like, if Vin Diesel had a baby, it would look like that. Yeah, like, but... the baby had guns. <laughs> yeah, it had guns. And a, and a scowl. A constant scowl. And he always talked about family. And he always talked about family, which is the the overreaching theme of all of these. Family. Um, okay, so we talked about all the movies, and we did so for a respectable amount of time, I would say. How long is it? Uh, we're at 18 minutes, but some of that is my preamble start. Okay, not so, bad. Okay. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, well, let's do this. Uh, franchise as a whole, where's your rating? Four. Uh, I'd go three and a half. Uh, because three enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. I don't know if I'd ever want to rewatch every single movie again. I wouldn't want to watch. I will rewatch the first one every time it's on. Like yeah. no, no doubt. If it's on, that's what I'm watching. And I'd watch some of the crazy later ones more than I would the first one. So, there. Um, love you. Love you. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is... Sword... Sword... GPS. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, a little discombobulating for myself as uh, the part with the misses recorded a while ago, let's just say. Uh, So I'm sort of hopping back in not knowing what happened in the first top part of the show. Oh well... Oh, well, we're living on the edge of our seats. Living, ah, one thing I do remember, living a quarter, three-quarter mile at a time, or quarter mile at a time, some sort of mile at a time, I don't remember. I've sort of put Fast and Furious behind me at this point. Moved on to bigger and better things, such as Samurai Jack Season 5. Yes, yes, yes. Fucking love it. 
Love the show. Um, the first thing I always say when I tell people of Samurai Jack is um, always the same thing. And it's, despite that, it's, uh, you know, half hour long episodes of a, a cartoon show. Technically, that's what it is. They feel like movies. Each episode is so... They, they, they let things lay they, they let long scenes of nothing much happening other than the beauty of the screen or the tension building or like they really let things play out without having to cut here, cut here, cut here, cut here. And really uh, the, the sort of drawn out feeling both in terms of it being animated, haha, pun, uh, and, and the fact that they don't rush. They never rush. Uh, when, except when it, it's the super crazy action of a samurai fighting shit, uh, robots mostly, um, then that makes the times when it is sort of slower and meandering and, and letting things build that much more impressive. And uh, for that late reason, I always love this show, Season 5 as well. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, this, does it happen more now? I assume it probably does. I don't know. Uh, sh yeah, it definitely does, actually. Shows that were popular back in the day... Or at least shows that sort of turned into cult classics, like I believe Samurai Jack has, coming back for one more season, which is what this is. Uh, try to and manage to avoid, for the most part, spoilers uh, for this, which I'm usually pretty good at in general. Uh, the only thing I knew going in is something I can verify, and that is the fact that it's much darker uh, than the previous four seasons, which uh, seems to make sense from a story perspective and just from a real life, the world is a darker place perspective. <laughs> sure, let's say that. Uh, let me read the little uh, thing from the opening sequence because uh, it looks like that probably helps explain where we are in terms of the story. Uh, 50 years have passed, but I do not age. Time has lost its effect on me, yet... The suffering continues. Aku's grasp chokes the past, present, and future. Hope is lost. Got to get back. Back to the past. A Samurai Jack. Love that. Uh, yeah, so if you're unfamiliar with Samurai Jack just in general, uh, it's a samurai from, you know, back in samurai times, let's call them, because I don't know what else to. Uh, and he's sort of flung into the far distant future by this evil being known as Aku, uh, so that uh, Aku, over the course of all the time he was uh, in the future, can sort of build up his power and take over the world. Nay, the very existence, really, because he's not relegated just to Earth, I guess. Yeah, the, the, there's indications that he's all over the place. Uh, so, then Jack is sort of forced with... Two main problems, the problem of fighting Aku in the future, um, combined with his, his more less attainable but probably better in the long run goal of traveling back into the future where he can defeat him, uh, thus rewriting time. Uh, so that's sort of your main, your main thrust of his being. Um, in the last season, seemingly he... And to be 100% honest with you, I don't really remember this. Uh, one of the last or the last way in which he could travel back in time was destroyed by Aku. And also he lost his sword. Uh, the sword, which uh, is the only thing that can hurt Aku. So we got shit 
brewing, man. Shit brewing. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be back for more talk because uh, we didn't get into specifics, which I will next time. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. Yes, the anthropomorphic personification of death. Thank you for sponsoring this. Uh, I should say double movie monologue in the sense that uh, the first movie monologue was the Mrs. and I talking of uh, all of the Fast and Furious movies. Adoy. Okay, so uh, movie the first, Killing Hasselhoff. Yes, that Hasselhoff, David. I uh, should mention at this point, as I like to do uh, from time to time when uh, people such as this come up, that uh, had the opportunity to meet Mr. David Hasselhoff, got his autograph on a certain nerdy cane. If you were to Google, this is a little self-promotion, which why not? It's my podcast, fuck off. Uh, if you were to Google Nerd Cane Adventures, you would see a cane autographed by many nerdy celebrities and then held by thousands at this point of cosplayers. Uh, their pictures taken with a confused look on their face. Uh, a look saying, why am I holding a cane in this picture while dressed as Harley Quinn, for example. So, there's that. Uh, just on the one further no note on a picture of uh, David Hasselhoff with Nerd Kane, he took, I think, the most photogenic picture of any I have ever taken. He really put a good smile on, looked at the camera, just turned his full Hoff on, which you will see in many fold in this movie. This movie, which, to be 100%, is not great. Uh, David Hasselhoff is really good in it, I will definitely say. Stars uh, Ken Jeong, Jeong uh, who you may remember from Community and the Hangover movies. Uh, he's, a, he's a funny dude. Uh, funny things happen in this movie, but uh, it's a little not great uh, just in terms of some of its execution and 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 there's there's not much in the way of laughs to be honest uh if you watch the outtakes tons of laughs which is sort of could you put that on the editors then that they edited out some of the laughs i i don't know what the problem is but uh let's just go ahead and give it a rating uh three solid three enjoyed while watching but uh, wouldn't watch again falls into this category watch it for the hoff if nothing else next moving on to the last days this i do believe is in spanish i think it was spanish portuguese uh a latin language of some sort uh 2013 period a mysterious epidemic spreads across the planet humanity develops an irrational fear of open spaces which causes death within seconds uh, very, very cool idea for a post-apocalyptic thing. Um, like, reminded me a little bit just in the terms of doing post-apocalyptic things differently of the movie Pontypool. Uh, and I, I love that more than than your sort of standard zombie, nuclear, blah, blah, blah. I like taking something you've never seen before and seeing 
if you thrust humanity into this situation that could destroy it, how it would react. And uh, it's about, as you would assume. Uh, Rating-wise, I, I think I'd go like a solid 4 to a 5 out of 5. Very, very much enjoyed this movie. The Last Days. Moving on to Rob the Mob, which is a title that rhymes. So, that's something. Uh, yeah, title gives it away pretty good. Uh, a young Bonnie and Clyde type couple decide that they're going to rob the mob because who's the rob going to the mob going to complain to the cops? No, they're not going to go to the cops. Uh, again, uh, not great. Probably go a solid three. Yeah, why not? Uh, next, moving on to the Babysitter and the Bye Bye Man, two horror movies. Uh, I should say I streamed a fair bit around Halloween, scary games, and I watched scary movies while doing so. Uh, the Babysitter Netflix created um, slasher flick, I guess you would call it. Eh, it was okay. I'd probably go three as well. If I've got lots of threes. Uh, and then last but not least, The Bye Bye Man. Uh, very much reminiscent of The Candyman, which... Not just in title alone. Uh, for that, uh, I, I liked it. it. was a little different. So four out of five for that. How about? Game Gavin. Today's game, Gavin sponsor is Jane Allgood's Druid Sanctuary. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, game in the terms, in the sense of uh, played D and D yesterday. In fact, from my perspective, uh, played a, a one-shot uh, sort of horror-y uh, game. And uh, what I decided to do for Game Gavin is to read the backstories of. Uh, the three characters who played in the game, uh, me and two others. So uh, I thought that was game-related, and uh, I, I love a good backstory. Like, I, I could just read character backstories just back-to-back. -back. Uh, I just love them. Like, uh, maybe not if I wasn't playing in the game necessarily, and I, I might care a little less, which I've just realized that's what's happening to you now. Uh, so feel free to uh, skip ahead five minutes. Uh, but but I, I just, like, creative backstories and uh i think uh these are good mine's uh fine i guess uh we'll, we'll start with mine uh, my character's name is jane allgood like jane goodall as you will see <clears throat> jane allgood had an incredibly happy childhood and had no idea it was unusual that both her parents were chimpanzees druids within the firebolg f-i-r B-O-L-G? How do you say that word? I can never quite figure it out. In the Furbolg community were very much respected for their wisdom and often found themselves in positions of power. This was true of Jane's parents, who were the default leaders of the Furbolgs that lived in the jungles of Chult. These Furbolgs don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, lived in a communion with nature, and in particular with the monkeys, apes, and chimpanzees. When an evil lich invaded with his undead armies, it was an army of firebolgs and apes that met them, and eventually pushed them back, but not without sacrifice. The lich, in one final vengeance-fueled explosion of twisted magics, trapped Jane's parents in their chimpanzee wild shapes. 
they had so often used. In an odd twist of fate, this strengthened the relationship between apes and firebolg, and meant that they flourished. Being raised in an environment being raised in this environment gave Jane a unique perspective on the sacredness of all life, a sacredness so strong within her that she refuses to extinguish any life herself, a sacredness that meant any undead should fear her wrath, as she would do anything to stop this mockery of what real and true life is capable of. <clears throat> Number two. Caleb Winter. Caleb Winter, the illegitimate son of Lord Ornan Theobald, the rightful ruler of the northern regions, the youngest son of the Theobolds. When Caleb was very young, a rebellion in one of the Lord's lands sprung up. Oren quashed the rebellion quickly, but during that time, Caleb was relegated to live in the kennels with the dogs. It was there that he found his love of animals. Ew. <laughs> as Caleb grew old, his love of animals grew as well. Caleb became a proficient hunter, but never was fond of killing animals. Caleb was taught, along with his brothers and sisters, uh, the duties that a lord owes to his land. He was trained in both sword and bow, all the while learning other skills such as falconry and animal husbandry. Then, come his 18th birthday, he finds a page at his door, alerting him that his father would like to see him in the great hall. He enters the hall to see all his brothers and sisters waiting for him. As he approaches, his father stands. Caleb, he decrees. My son, in all but name, this is your 18th year, and for that I would like to grant you a gift. However, this gift comes with a cost. I will grant you my name, and you will be known as Caleb Theobald. You will be allowed to hold land and titles. However, the cost that I mentioned is that you... Uh, is that you must decide to sisters um, however the cost that I mentioned is that you must do a great feat of heroism to provide to prove to me and your brothers and sisters that you deserve to be a Theobald. You may take whatever you need if you decide to leave, otherwise you are dismissed, my son. And with that everyone left. Caleb thought to himself what would be a great feat, so he gathered his belongings longings took a couple of weapons from the armory and went to the rookery to get his falcon which incidentally is named falcon <laughs> uh the hero went on his adventure no true plan in sight and no final destination but a solid goal to complete a great feat and provide and prove he is a theobold last but not least May okay the sturdy <clears throat> number three. May okay the sturdy, uh, roaming the world for millennium. He does not remember much from his distant past and does not recall having a childhood. He knows he was born from the earth, having no real parents. He turned to the sun and moon for guidance. Little did he know he was not alone. Gaia. The Earth Mother, Mother Nature, if you will, possessed 
his being and gave him consciousness and special powers uh, the kind-hearted earth golem always felt the need to lend a hand to the land he grew from to help it flourish into the forest these lands need and mending the wounds of animals though his life through his life living in the forest he made many friends who live amongst the land a circle of druids and mainly wildlife but none can compare to his little buddy whiskers a chipmunk who accompanies him on his journeys and helps him with the tasks the golem may not be nimble enough to do one day along his travels he feels a tug on his leafy beard whiskers was pointing to the sky a large cloud of thick black smoke started to fill said sky birds flew from it and mayokay could feel the earth shake from the animals fleeing from the smoke he moved quickly as quickly as an earth golem can move i suppose and after a short while he came to a clearing where there was a group of what looked like valiant knights burning the trees in their path halt they said as the ground starts to tremble mayoke starts first he burps mayoke starts to shake as some of their his treeish limbs start to crack almost uh, as he exploded he transforms into a very large rock slash tree formation a loud scream is let out as he starts to crush the knights and knock down the burning trees he awakens later back down to his normal size not knowing how much time has passed but around the dead knights and charred trees he hears a female voice the fire was not the will of the wild but the will of man carry on to outer limits of the forest to find why they would burn the land what we have lost will regrow as it is the will of the wild Mayoya Kali uh, tears a piece of the fabric which he thinks will identify the knights gives a whistle a whistle gives a whistle to whiskers and they set forth on their path that one I like I like it a lot Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is the Podcast Crossover Spectacular, a.k.a. Days That End and Why. Thank you for that sponsorship. Podcast first, who charted with guest Scott Ackerman? Wait a second. Hold on a minute. Isn't Scott Ackerman married to the Whittle Howlap, who is the host of Who Charted? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, you is. I didn't say that on purpose. Uh, yeah, so uh, whenever you get a married couple on a podcast, uh, both of whom I listen to, and they're funny, and then you'll get different interactions than you probably would otherwise. I know the interactions between the missus and myself are different than my interactions with anyone else, so that makes sense, right? So, if you like me like to uh hear these differences in people who you uh, normally hear say things a certain way and do things a certain way suddenly be with their significant and others and things subtly change a little bit well you can do so on that 
episode. Please? Uh, okay, moving on to Dr. Disrespect at TwitchCon, a.k.a. DocCon. <laughs> Fucking this guy, man. Dr. Disrespect. He's uh, quite a character and... Uh, one of the reasons I have started twitching, two two main ones, and they're, they're sort of strange in nature. Uh, one is Vera Bambi, uh, and two is probably Dr. Disrespect. Uh, maybe Normal Difficulty as well. Uh, a, a lot of people who I have enjoyed their Twitches, uh, their Twitch channels and streams and such, uh, are, are the reasons I've decided to do it. But uh, the doc in particular is just, just an interesting character. Perhaps underline that word. Uh, so to see him uh, at TwitchCon interacting with uh, real human beings in the real world was was sort of interesting. Uh, when he says on stream that he's six eight, and then you see him standing beside someone towering above them, you realize, oh shit, that guy is fucking tall. Maybe some of the things he has said are not actually crazy exaggerations. So. Uh, in fact, uh, him having a Lamborghini, he, uh, I did see, like, obviously he could have rented it, probably rented it, uh, but to see him, uh, in one, like, you wouldn't even think he would fit in it being that tall, actually. Uh, anyways, uh, check out Dr. Disrespect. You can check him out on YouTube, that's where I sort of came to know about him more, uh, but I also watch his streams as well. And, uh, watch mine, hey, why not, uh, Librocube on Twitch, check me out of the ball game okay uh we had a solo bolo sincolo yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that not even say anything about it <laughs> google it uh last almost but not least is with special guest with special guest paul f tompkins my god paul f tompkins on a podcast is just gold period full stop uh don't even really need to go into it uh but i wanted to get to this last one so i sort of sped through those a bit i realized uh the risk halloween episode uh i think i already mentioned that uh, this was around halloween that i'm recording this uh in fact it's i'll give you a, a accurate date it's uh november 1st hmm. yeah, there you go it was yesterday uh, so a lot of Halloween-y stuff, including uh, this episode. Uh, I, no joke, listening to this at work a couple of times got real-life goosebumps. So uh, scary shit in it. Uh, which one was it? Uh, creepy Teacher... Uh, psychiatric Hospital... I think it was that last one. So we've got uh, five stories. I think it was five. Uh, haunted Room uh, with... Uh, the ghost of a woman who has Alzheimer's. This is all, you know, take these things with grains of salt, but uh, these are people who at the very least feel like they believe what they're saying, okay? Let's let's preface it by saying that. Uh, a haunted room, a ghost from a elderly woman. She had Alzheimer's when she died, so her daughter worried she wouldn't know that she died, which is sort of an interesting, uh, interesting thought in and of itself. Um, number two is a house invasion, uh, from a, a single mother and daughter. Uh, we learn eventually that the house invasion didn't actually happen in real life, but rather the mother was addicted to meth and crack. Meth and crack. Jesus. Uh, so she was, like, seeing things, but the, the interesting thing was that is the daughter was not on meth and crack. It sort of got so... 
convinced of what her mother was saying that she was seeing things as well to to one point uh, the mother was like he's on the other side of the door and uh, the daughter like pushed the door closed and swore that she felt someone was on the other side of the door pushing back so that that's just like crazy brain stuff right there which is interesting and horrifying to a certain degree uh, the next one is a creepy teacher. Turns out he was a serial killer for years. So this this girl had like interactions with this teacher that got a little little on the creepy side. Uh, I seem to remember hearing in my high school that sometimes teachers uh, got a little gross as well. Like nothing too crazy I heard about personally, but it, it's just the thought that man, what if one of them was a serial killer? Uh, uh, number four was traveling in northern Canada, minus 75 with a wind chill. Yeah, that was pretty crazy right there. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about this one is, being a Canadian, I feel like uh, Americans, probably in particular, think that it's all friggin' igloos and minus 75 and moose and snowmobiles and, did I mention igloos? Uh, but the, you have to go pretty far north to get that sort of stuff. Not that it doesn't snow, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so uh, these people run out of gas and think they're going to die. Uh, and apparently there's a law up that way where you have to pick up hitchhikers, uh, which is kind of inter interesting just because it's so easy seemingly to die out there. So they made that a law. Uh, anyways, uh, so a, a truck drives by them and doesn't pick them up and they're like pissed because they're, you know, near death basically with uh, being frozen to death. So they chase after the truck uh, and they sort of crest a hill and see at the other side of the hill is like a little town and a gas station. So sort of uh, interesting. It reminded me of the mist a little bit, uh, but they didn't kill themselves. So that was good. Uh, last but not least, uh, I think this was the goose bumpiest one. Uh, psychiatric hospital nurse told a couple stories of seemingly real exorcisms possessions that sort of thing so horrifying horrifying folks it's nice to be nice to the spooky and the nice and the spooky and the nice like Ron. Why did that stop, Claire? This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best 
Live long and prosper.